Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to a new episode of the Bacon Smiles Podcast. That's right. That epic beat means it's time. I am Steve Patera, joined by my good friend, Evan Sean Bumford. Perfect. Wow, it feels like it has been a month since the last time we talked. Oh, that's because it has. So <laughs> it has been. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of you uh, didn't get to see the last episode because it just uploaded to Facebook. So <laughs> um, I actually got to spend two weeks uh, visiting my parents in an undisclosed location. Uh just where my parents live <laughs> we spent two weeks just hanging out with them and uh spending time outside so that was cool we'll talk about that we'll get all caught up on that uh of course we'll talk about m- music and apparently evan started watching a movie that came out in 1997 uh watching it for the I'm, first I'm time i'm almost done <laughs> <laughs> there's five minutes left <laughs> <laughs> he's just waiting to see how it turns out no spoilers people no that's spoilers. right that's right don't tell me um uh saint of the day is saint peter chanel uh catholic martyr and uh reading is john 12 44 through 50 and then evan's gonna make us laugh with news of the weird <laughs> um i'm ready all right, dude. So, how was your how was your Easter? Because we haven't we haven't spoken since before the Lord has risen. <laughs> it was it was great. The first half was very very busy, but then once all the church services wrapped up and we were doing more things with our families, it was great. Got to spend some time with my parents, and my family, and we spent some time with my in laws as well. And thankfully, we all live relatively close to each other, so that's made the holidays a lot easier. So, nice. uh, yeah, I forget how many masses we had Easter, but we had them indoors, outdoors, online only. We yeah. had all all the different formats that we could offer. We probably had about four masses in the morning, and that was including the vigil. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, just being able to relax in the afternoon was really, really nice. Yeah. So can't, can't complain overall. How was yours? It was good. Um, it was so that was actually the first Sunday I was back uh, from spending time with my parents. So, like eight a.m. Easter morning, I'm at Sacred Heart, um, making sure that we can out, you know put out live the mass on Facebook and YouTube. So, um, nice early start to the day, and then it was it was pretty awesome being able to come home. Uh, do the Easter egg hunt with Zoe and um, then go to Eva's family for uh, dinner and yeah it was nice it was just an awesome day and um, yeah spend it with family and just watch Zoe (laughs) looking for uh, Easter eggs and and stuff like that so it was cool it was uh, it was a good time did she get excited about that? I'd imagine she'd get excited about the Easter egg hunt. Yeah, so, it, and of course, you can't hide them too, <laughs> like, you can't get too tricky, <laughs> because, um, like, it just won't, it won't go well. <laughs> she just won't find we'll them. lose interest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, <laughs> it was it was great, because, yeah, she just gets, she gets excited, and she's like, is it Easter? is it Easter yet? It was like coming up the whole time. And then it was like, do I get to have candy? Is, is that, uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, it was, it was just awesome. Uh, and to, uh, like, yeah, just to watch her run around. And then, so we went to Eva's, uh, sister's house. Um, so Zoe could then go Easter egg hunt with her cousins. And so, that's fun too and then we had like uh, a dinner there and um yeah it was outside it was awesome it was such a beautiful day you know yeah and so yeah it really was yeah it was perfect to be able to just spend time with family outside and everything and uh you know that was the you know the great thing about um being in florida too was being able to just spend time outside 
because you know up here like i know it had we had had a few nice days but i mean down there it was like you know 80 every day <laughs> we could yeah. go go to the beach super Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh, 80 every day and got to go to the beach just a, just a fairly comfortable 80 degrees mm-hmm. <laughs> rough at it well that's the the best thing about it is like it that's uh you know kind of like unseasonably cool there was a couple mm-hmm. nights where i was like oh it's getting a little chilly and of course that was like you know yeah. 70 um 70 degrees um i don't know what my computer was just doing <laughs> <laughs> sorry everybody but that's my add going what's beeping buzzing things going on <laughs> um but yeah, so there's a couple nights where it got like chilly sitting out on the uh, screened-in porch. <laughs> and, yeah, it, uh, it drifted down to seventy degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which I would rather if if I could be somewhere where it's like sixty-five degrees all the time. That's where I would be. But um, it's just really um, awesome to see how much. Yeah, see how much um, joy. Uh, the trip brought Eva and Zoe and just to see them be able to be outside. Cause with everything being shut down and stuff um, in Connecticut, it was such a depressing winter because like you couldn't even go somewhere to, to do things, you know? And so being able to be able to go to the beach super early. Uh, so like no one else was there. But, of course, we're still comfortable. People in Florida, they're like, it's too cold that early. You can't go to the beach at 8 a.m. <laughs> you know? right. New Englanders joy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, to be able to – that's the thing. Is So when, <laughs> when you go to the beach in New England, they say your body gets used to the water. But that's just because it goes numb. <laughs> it's the first step of hypothermia. Yes. <laughs> And so down there, like, it's not cold. The water, you can walk in and it, your body doesn't have to get used yeah. to it. It's just warm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there is a drastic difference. that, And it's not, you know, the water is actually blue. <laughs> so <laughs> New England beaches, the water is Nothing's never all churned blue. churned up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, it, you know, it, man, it was, it was such a good trip. And uh, normally, the past time that we went, we only went for a week. This time, we were there for two weeks. Drove, so 19-hour drive. And uh, I'm a maniac. And so I do it all like with only like 10-minute stops. <laughs> my, my Aunt Janet went with us. So she's, <laughs> she's in her 70s and is like, uh, we're doing what now? I'm like, yeah, we're just driving. You, get, you guys yeah. get a bathroom break. <laughs> Whatever you, that is your get out, stretch your legs. We're However, not here to sightsee. We're, no. we're going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. The only time we're stopping is when I need to put gas in the van, which was, which yeah. was only four times the each way. <laughs> so we only stopped for like four 10 minute breaks. <laughs> yeah. That's excellent. Yeah, and so I'm like, I'm like, I'm not listening to. We're not having conversation. I'm putting earbud in, and I'm listening to a podcast, and I am focused on the road. We are, we are hyper focused on every car around us. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so the ride down was, you know, awesome. Left at night, so Zoe slept most of the ride. Uh, The ride home. Uh, was going smooth until we hit New York traffic, and it was rough. We hit stop and go on the Merit. Zoe got car sick because of the stop and go. Covered herself with everything she had eaten. It was not great. Um, And we were were like 40 minutes from home, so we had to stop at like a little gas station to like clean her up and throw out clothes and oh man it was rough yeah so uh, uh, so you take 95 the whole way down then right mm-hmm. yeah the yeah. so a lot of times i'll normally take you know route 84 out to route 81 and then 81 yeah. picks up 95 
but traffic hasn't been bad because not supposed to be as many people out yeah (laughs) you know not as many people are supposed to be out on the road um but on the way back you know what got me tree cutting (laughs) they were trimming trees on the merit it was better yeah i guess there was a windstorm and stuff up here too uh a week that one of the weeks that i was down there and so yeah they're cutting up trees and, and all that stuff and uh, I was like, we were smooth sailing. It was, we. I was, yeah. I was on, uh, I was about to make uh, it in eighteen hours. So, wow, I was on pace to make it for eighteen hours, and then I hit an hour and twenty minutes of stopped traffic, <laughs> moving like thirty yeah. thirty feet every minute. It was horrendous. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it was just that stop and go, stop and go, stop and go, yeah. stop and go, and, yeah. and after a drive like that, that's the last thing you want to deal with. Yeah, you because know, after after driving that far, <laughs> and I'm I'm just on adrenaline, you know. So yeah, I by the time we got to my house, I had been awake for 26 hours. Oh wow! So yeah, because <laughs> basically, you know, I took a nap. And then it was time to, like, load up the car, do all this other stuff. And then, you know, because I was awake for, you know, five hours before leaving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Now, how do you, how do you, you know, not that I'm aspiring to do any trips like that anytime soon, but how do you stay, like, focused for that length of time? Because I know for me, when I start to get tired, I start hearing like little things and going, oh, that, that wasn't real. You know, you start, you know, as you start getting exhaustion, um, how do you, how do you stay strong? I, I, is it, <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish I knew. Um, it's probably just something wrong with me. <laughs> I, uh, Fair enough. <laughs> if it's it legitimately, it's all adrenaline. Eva will tell you because once i'm done once i'm out of the car i'm i'm toast like my adrenaline my ability to just stay on point is what what does it so like i'm hyper focused on the task and i just try to just keep at it um i do take like you know a five hour energy like strategically every like six hours um but that if you're exhausted and tired, that's not going to do much more than like make sure that your vitamin B levels are where they're supposed to be, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I also like trail mix. I don't eat anything very big or heavy. And I was also fasting because <laughs> so, it was Easter. One meal a day, no snacks. So on the drive down, my meal was trail mix. <laughs> he was like, all right, listen, I know that you have, you know, vowed to God that you're going to fast yeah. through this. But if you could not kill your family because, exactly. of, <laughs> because of your Lenten fasting. I'm just sitting here going, he's, he's fasting, he's using energy drinks, he's doing <laughs> trail mix. Yeah. And he's doing it. 19 hour drive from Connecticut to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um it's With not recommend family and his odd. <laughs> yeah. Uh I am I am a professional driver. I drive for a living. Do not try this at home. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is not a recommendation on how you should live your life. <laughs> Bacon smiles. To your credit. <laughs> Like you've like you've said, to your credit, you know, some of those mission trips that you've been on, you've had parents say of all people that I would have my kid in the vehicle with, yeah. I'm most comfortable with you. So, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's, you know, part of it is the fact that like, you know, we've done, we've done 13 hour drives for mission trips and that, you know, that's with seven teenagers in the car. So, <laughs> so, um, this was basically my, my ability to just ignore everyone else in the car. I was trying to convince, I was trying to convince everyone to ride in the back of the van, because uh, my parents were nice enough to rent us a, a minivan uh, for the drive. 
And oh, so you weren't doing the vodka. No. <laughs> that, yeah, that would have been a, that would have been a little bit of a bit rough. In my ninety six. I, I think you would have had to fill that up ten times. Oh man, I, <laughs> the gas mileage that that thing gets is terrible. Is also like if you hit uh, seven, no, like sixty miles an hour on the highway, it rattles like it's gonna fall apart. So <laughs> it's just the whole way. My hands would have gone numb from the vibrations. (laughs) It would not have gone well. But um, no, it was nice in the van though. That was really it made it. But I was I was trying to convince like my aunt and Eva that they should both ride in the back and just let me be up front. <laughs> they were not having it. My aunt was like, I will, no. I will get car sick. I'm like, well, <laughs> it's just a, a, a price to pay. And <laughs> like, uh, But I was like, well, we're not stopping in between. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, no, it's gas. That's when we're stopping. It's just gas. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I said said prayers before during and after the entire trip <laughs> like lord protect me and my family as we uh travel this uh epic journey um but it, it was awesome it was <laughs> i would the thing is i would do it again and that's i feel like that's the only way to do it because you know if i tried to take like a two-hour nap or change up i'm a terrible passenger number one i uh I can't be a passenger. I just can't. So that's like my aunt's like, you have two other people that could drive. You're not going to let us. No, 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 I'm not. (laughs) I have to drive and uh, I have to. You need to have a continuation too in order to do the whole thing, right? Yeah. And I think in like, if you start to let your body acknowledge how much work you put into this mm -hmm. and how tired it is, then it's not going to be able to pick it back up again. No, and that's that's the thing is, you know, like I was saying before, Eva has witnessed like just adrenaline dump that my body does is like just like oh like I'm I'm loopy, I'm tired, like I'm just like my body's like ugh and like I can't it's literally I, I can't put sentences together. It's weird because it's just my my body has been going and it's just like there and that, like it's not dangerous i'm not nodding off i'm not um you know i don't feel anything if because if i start if i started feeling like i i was being unsafe i'm not gonna risk my family i'm gonna pull over and be like yeah no i can't do this so um yeah no it's weird though as soon as i'm out of the car i'm like oh i got i got nothing left <laughs> <laughs> and it worried me when i hit the traffic on the way home because i was like oh do i still have enough to keep going but yeah it's just when you're in it you're in it so that's the one thing the one thing i'll say is you just got to maintain focus you can't think about how long it's been you know anybody who's taken long drives will tell you it's just about literally being in the moment the minute focus on the cars in front of you and the cars around you and try not to get distracted by anything else because i think Mm -hmm. if i started letting anything else in it would just be dangerous because you know that's when you start you know you need to be mentally focused and emotionally with it and stuff like that if you start getting mentally and emotionally drained you're done you're not Mm -hmm. you're not making it it's a right but like i said i wish i could tell you why i have the ability to do it because <laughs> i don't know i just do <laughs> my yeah. mom when we pulled up uh my mom was like how did you get here so fast I'm like just go <laughs> that's it yeah you know just stop go to the bathroom when when you're getting gas you know that's it so but <laughs> it is nuts i do get it <laughs> Yeah, but you, you've got it down to a science. You've, you have it very strategic so you know what you're doing and how you're doing it so that you can pace yourself and yeah, you get, you get to the goal. All right, so uh, you want to talk about music? 
Sure. So coming out this Friday, Lincoln Brewster has a new project uh, releasing to albums and, and social, not social media, but streaming services called Perfect Love. Um, if you're a fan of Mercy Me, their new project, Inhale, Exhale, is coming out as well. And Carrie Underwood a couple weeks ago put out a hymns album called My Savior, and it is being released on vinyl. So if you like vinyl records, uh, that will be available starting this Friday. And then coming up next week in May, Need to Breathe has announced they have a new single coming out, and they've been uh, working on some new music while in quarantine. So, uh, oh, that's be- awesome. Interesting. This will be their second album that they release while in quarantine, so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to hear. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Uh, when was the last time Need to Breathe released an album? Uh, was it? It like was a year ago. A year ago. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, they put out a they put out an album called Out of Body, and if you ever have a chance to check it out, either on Spotify or on mm. CD, um, it's it's really really good. There's a lot of They've for a while they've they've shied away from religious themes. There'd be a few references here and there, but they've really tried to be just as commercially uh, approachable as possible. Yeah. And now they're getting to a point in their career where they're starting to show more of their faith side, and so it's it's cool seeing while they're not in every song being super blatant about it, it is cool starting to see them embrace yeah. that that side of their lyrics again. Yeah, I always found it interesting when bands do that, you know, like I get I get that you're trying to appeal or plant seeds to a larger to a larger group. But why not just put yourself out there? Be be bold, Um, because I, I think that's what the world the world needs more boldness right now. I was having that, I was having that conversation with my um, my men's ministry meet and greet team the other day. Is that we're all just so quiet and we're not bold. We're we're a little bit afraid right now, like about saying the wrong thing, about putting yourself out there, about you know, like I get it. You know, it's hard because you want to say like, no, I I do I love all people and you know love everyone no matter what sin or cross they bear and stuff like that and you it's exhausting to kind of have to qualify every statement you make and everything that's on your heart and you just want to say like well well, god still loves you and god still forgives you and jesus loves you and jesus forgives you and he wants what's best for you and wants you to make it to heaven and wants to wrap his arms around you but he also like we also are called to evangelize and bring people to Christ. And Christ didn't come to, uh, I don't know, just get along. He came to change the yeah. world and show how, you know, how we're supposed to achieve everlasting life. And that he gave us that option that before it was death, before the wage of sin was death. And now he showed us that we could have life. And we're, I don't know, it's hard. You know, it is. I get it. But we need to be able to to have that conversation and say, like, no, 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 no. Jesus, yeah, Jesus is about love and forgiveness and all that other stuff, too. But he, he also did say, like, just because I forgave you doesn't mean that you should then immediately go enter into sin. Like, mm-hmm. Like it, it, it is about trying to live a righteous life, a virtuous life, uh, a life that is intended to get the most out of your life to make it to heaven. It is intended for that. And it's just I'm I'm struggling right now with how we're all just afraid to say that and afraid to just be Christian and afraid to be Catholic and not proud of it. Like I'm proud to be Catholic. I'm proud of believing in Christ. And it right now I feel like the world is trying to make it out to that we're we're hateful. We're filled with this judgment and and stuff like that. And that's not what it is at all. We love, we hurt, we legitimately it hurts our souls to see other people in pain it it hurts my soul to hurt to see other people hurting and be 
surrounded in the darkness of sin and surrounded by the negativity and the materialism of this world. And it's just be bold, share the light, share God with everyone else. You know, it's just, we need, we need more of that. Like, like, oh man, I'm praying for you. Like even something like that. Like, and so like when, when bands go out of their way to take like Christ out of their songs, they go out of their way to figure out how to word it in a way that it could be taken as faithful or just taken as a positive love song to a romance person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know that's a long tangent to get at that, but uh, man, it just stuck at me a little bit. You know, you feel that little yeah, jab. I, I had that conversation with Jen the other day. We were looking at sympathy cards for um, for a family friend, and I think what you're touching upon and in, in what our conversation went into with, between me and Jen is I'm tired of people just beating around the bush and just not saying things for what they are. And this is not just Christians. This is culturally across the yep. board. You know, yep. looking at these sympathy cards, and they were almost offensive to me where it was just so passive, so surface level of trying to say something without saying something to offend someone. Yeah. So it was just, <laughs> you know, card, you know, it's, here's someone who's hurting. Here's someone who's thinking, this really stinks, what I'm going through. Yeah. And there's a card that's just like, I hope you're comforted in knowing that people are thinking of you. Oh man! And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm reading this, and I'm like, have you, have you ever talked to someone who have lost someone? Like that's like, I finally, I found a card where it says, "We're praying to God for you." And I'm like, you know what? I don't even know if this person's super religious, but the fact that it's saying what we're doing and saying this is what we believe in—that was a card I ended up grabbing off the shelf and said, "I found Perfect. it. This is what we're going." But it took it took like ten minutes of going through the cards and going, "This is so vanilla," yeah. you know. And I think. Like you said, we just need to learn to stop beating around the bush and just say what things are, call it out for what it is, yeah, and be bold, as you said. Yeah. Yep. Because because being soft doesn't help anyone. No, the being <laughs> being uh, Luke, lukewarm, like you know, we're not we're called to be on fire with Christ, yeah. not like simmer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no one no one ever leaves like a you know, no one ever leaves some like uh you know, a homily being like, "Oh, that there was it was all right." Like you don't touch people's souls. You don't bring them closer to Christ by being mediocre or like mild or whatever. Like it's 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 passion that that connects it's it's the fact that god has filled you with so much spirit that you can't stop sharing it and and i tend to do that a lot in in my confirmation class and you've seen it in youth ministry like when the spirit grabs a hold of you you just gotta let it you gotta let Mm -hmm. god work through you with with that passion and with that you know like it's just you have to so um yeah no be bold be like just can the thing that like and i I know i'm struggling right now because i'm i just want to say like all right what's the worst that's going to happen if you're like hey man i'm I'm praying for you like that person knows the least offensive thing you can say yeah, like what? Like if if someone gets offended by you saying like, "Hey, I'm praying for you, man. I, I I know you're struggling. You know, my prayers are with you." If someone gets offended by that, like, yeah. what are you getting offended by? That's like a caring thing. So uh, yeah, it's just we need to stop worrying about the <laughs> the, the uh, yeah offending over get stuff right like you. that. Yeah. All right. So there's, what? There's a comedian that we've talked about. There's there's a comedian we've talked about. His name is Jeff Allen. And he's a Christian comedian, grew up an atheist, had a really um, bitter period in his his marriage. And as things were falling apart, he ended up finding some Bible tapes and his wife left him. Hmm. And he started listening to all these tapes and everything and uh, from a preacher and it ended up turning his life around. She ended up coming back wow. and he now goes out and goes comedy tours and does comedy shows. And then towards the end, he tells his testimony. 
And one thing that he said that has stuck with me ever since is a man has never, never truly lives until he has something to die for. Mm. And he said, that's, that's what I, this is what I live for right now, doing my ministry through comedy and then pointing to people, pointing to where my hope comes from. And yeah, like you said, you know, it's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a fire we need to feel. Yeah. What what am I what hill am I <laughs> willing to die on? And yeah. how can you know how can I get fired up about that? Yeah. It's it's find find what fires you up and you know, right now, right now there's a lot for me because I feel like you know, we're we're missing that fire. We're being we're being watered down. We're being you know, and Everyone went through some kind of depression throughout this whole COVID. And you were being told that you needed to be afraid. And the thing we were all fearing was death. But you shouldn't, right? Like, I get it. We don't want to live reckless, right? Whenever God calls me home, that's my time. But I'm also not going to be standing on a motorcycle as it's going 100 miles an hour. You know, like, I'm just not, I'm not going to live, I'm not going to live reckless, but I'm also not going to live in fear of death because as a Christian, as a Catholic, I know my goal is to make it to heaven. And so the goal of this life is not to extend it for as long as I possibly can. The goal of this life is to make it to heaven and help my, my wife and my daughter make it to heaven. So if something happens to me, I'm not... I'm not afraid of death. I'll, I'm saddened to think of my daughter not growing up with me. I'm saddened to think of what it would do to my wife. But I'm not afraid to die. And I think that's something that we all, like, if you're, if you're a Christian and you're a Catholic and you're afraid to die, you should figure out why. Because as Catholics and as Christians... We're supposed to look forward to that day that the Lord holds us. Right? Like we're supposed Amen. to. <laughs> so <laughs> if this whole time you've been buying into being afraid of dying, they got to figure out what what's happening cuz you shouldn't be. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not it's not sad, it's not tragic when people die. Like you miss them. You want you want them to still be in your life and and all that. Yeah, I get it. Trust me, I get it. Uh, seven years ago this week my uncle John died eight years ago this week my uncle Mike died this is a rough time for the Patira family like Bacon Smiles is named <laughs> because of Keep Smiling which is on my arm my uncle Mike yeah. uh, he said keep smiling for the best is yet to come he never said goodbye he never he never, <laughs> he never said goodbye like see you later or anything like that he said keep smiling because you're supposed to smile, laugh, have fun, joy, all that stuff. But you can't you can't just live in fear in in the depression that has set in across this world because of being locked down and stuff like that. Like finding ways to spend time with people even if it's not in person, uh outside or whatever. Like ah, I don't know. Like I, I I feel like it wasn't said enough. Like, live. Live your life. You know, don't be reckless. I'm not telling you to be reckless, but you gotta live. <laughs> gotta have passion. Gotta have joy. Gotta have laughs. Gotta have all that stuff. So, sorry, I know that, again, <laughs> I need to stop qualifying. That's a big thing. Like, <laughs> I love I love all you guys. I appreciate everyone who listens, and I'm not trying to lecture you and tell you you know, that I'm better than you or anything like that. I'm just saying I'm hurting. I'm hurting for everybody that has been going through a tough time. You know, this this pandemic wasn't easy. Uh, it's not over yet. I feel like we can start seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. But, man, we got to step up. We got to start being bold. We got to share our faith. Tell people you're praying for them. Say you love them, meaning non-romantically, like, hey, I love you. 
I want the best for you. I care about you. You know, like start start sharing some love. <laughs> All right, and back to joy. All right, what's the what's the movie you have five minutes left of? <laughs> Beverly Hills Ninja. This is unacceptable. <laughs> number one, the fact that you haven't seen it yet. Chris Farley is the ninja. Have you gotten to the point where he's swinging in the tree? That was amazing. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say. So there's, there's some really stupid, funny slapstick in this movie, but the soundtrack is really good too. <laughs> Between Tarzan Boy, uh, uh, all these other songs that they threw in. Oh, dude, it's so. It's... And the comedic timing of cutting it at the right time. <laughs> And throwing in the next song at the right time to hype up the action. <laughs> the guy at the hotel who keeps sweeping up his sandals. Yes. <laughs> Chris Rock and his cameos. Yeah. Chasing the chicken. Oh, man. It... <laughs> it's so great. All right. So that had... you so you were able to stop that movie with five minutes left to go? <laughs> it was very, very hard. It was at the climax of the action sequence. And I won't say anything to anyone else who might be in my shoes and didn't see it. But, <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert to a movie that came out 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's so great. Honestly. That was his last movie he did, too. Well, th- that he starred in. Yeah. So I th- uh, the actual last movie that he appeared in was Dirty Work with uh, Artie Lang and Norm MacDonald. It's just my little... The last one that came out while he was still alive. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And and he was the premier person in... Yeah. Because... Yeah, man. That's nuts. I can't believe you hadn't seen that. Oh, man. <laughs> this, is, this is a great segment. This is what I look forward to the most. <laughs> so, next, next podcast, I'll, I'll let you know what I thought of the ending. <laughs> this is just awesome. Um, all right, so our saint of the day is Saint Peter Chanel. He is a Catholic martyr who was a priest sent <clears throat> to spread uh, the word of Jesus to faraway lands. And uh, when he was there, he had brought brought it so much to the area that the king... The king's son demanded to be baptized. This angered the king so much that he sent uh, those, he, he had sent a team of warriors to stop these missionaries. And so they, they martyred this priest because he was doing too good of a job of spreading Jesus' love to the world. So, um,. The life of a martyr, man. <laughs> to just know that you are going into hostile territory. Again, this goes back to us, like, just being bold. That you are, you, you know, like, can you imagine just knowing that there's a king in an area who does not want you there so bad. But you're like, no, this is where I'm called to be. <laughs> like, and so men like this lived like this he's from the 1800s so men like this lived and died for our faith and we have a hard time saying god bless you when people sneeze yeah <laughs> i'm like, praying for you yeah and saying hey i'm praying for you man turns turns into oh the universe is so good yeah you know sending good vibes <laughs> yeah. all, all nice i just don't know yeah. how that works <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't either man and uh uh that's that's been my struggle is like try just needing to be like no 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 yeah god bless you like uh, i and making sure that like you know even even like saying happy birthday on facebook like i want to make sure like hey i'm praying that you have an amazing day like i hope your day is filled with blessings like some version of that like let like you know i pray this finds you well <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know putting that in your message man like ah just 
It's it's been sticking at me a little bit lately. <laughs> God's putting something yeah, on my one heart. Thing, one thing that I've been trying to be more conscious of is before I send that text or before I write that message to someone that says, "Hey, I'm praying for you." You know, you know what? Before I send that, I'm gonna do the prayer, mm-hmm. and in that way, you know, I'm I'm holding myself accountable because most of the time, you know, I, I do try to do that as best I can. But yeah. you say, "Hey, I'm gonna pray for," and then I'm like, "I'll say the prayer tonight before dinner. Something comes up." But it's like be intentional yeah. about it and mm-hmm. actually follow through and make it easier by saying before I hit send or hit post, I'm just going to say the prayer right now. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's a huge call out. That is an amazing yeah. call out. Because if you're saying my thoughts and prayers are with you in this troubled time, your thoughts and prayers better be with them in this troubled time. Yeah. It needs to be more yeah. than just lip service or putting on social media like hey i'm this great person praying for you but i'm actually just uh watching a bunch of shows on netflix and on my phone at the same time <laughs> like we need to make I'm sure. watching chris farley swing back and forth on a palm tree <laughs> praying yeah. for you yeah. <laughs> it sounds great but you actually have to follow through with that no so, absolutely yeah. that's a huge call out all right time for our digital bibble absolutely so this is, uh, for those of you who like to read along at home, <laughs> John twelve forty four through 50. Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me, believes not only in me, but also in the one who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees the one who sent me. I came into the world as light, so that everyone who believes in me not remain in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not observe them, I do not condemn him, for I do not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. Whoever rejects me and does not accept my words has something to judge him. The word that I spoke, it will condemn him on the last day, because I do not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me condemned me what to say, or commanded me what to say and speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. So what I say, I say as the Father told me. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Is this not what we have been talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and so reading this before the show, this is probably what um, put it on my heart. Mm-hmm. So... Throughout throughout Lent and uh, throughout my fast, I, I wanted to make sure that I was reading the daily readings. And when I was in Florida, I was walking like two miles to daily mass every morning and spending time in the Word, spending time uh, with God. And having that, having my spirit filled, makes me hurt for those who don't those who are struggling those who had a relationship with god who maybe it's struggled maybe it's strained maybe it was too easy to not go to church now maybe it was too easy to remain in darkness maybe you found that you really like sleeping in on sundays and now it's hard to get back out of that habit now that you could go to mass now that you could have mass in your car at St. Teresa's you could go in person you could come to one of our masses at Sacred Heart and receive the Eucharist be present during the mass And be filled. Like, we need to get back to it. Because those who believe in me, believe in the light, will not be remain in darkness. Like, those who believe in me do not just believe in me. They believe in the one who sent me. Like, that's... If you believe in Jesus, you believe in God... If you follow Jesus and you follow God, you will get eternal life. That's a heck of a message. 
Don't stay, like, just don't stay in the dark. Can't. We've all been there. We've all been. It's easy. It's easy to stay in the dark. And when you get down on yourself, it's easy to beat yourself, just beat yourself up and stay there and say, I'm not worthy of this. Some of the biggest moments in my life I've felt unworthy. Holding my daughter for the first time. At my wedding with Eva. Like looking across and going, man, I'm not worthy of this. Why did God bless me so much? Being in an arena with 25,000 young people at the National Youth Conference. Celebrating adoration where the Indianapolis Colts play football. And I'm looking around going, God, why did you do this? Why am I here? Why? Like, you don't have, you're not, no one is worthy. So I remember in confession once, I was like, I never feel worthy of God's forgiveness. And the priest leader looks at me and goes, it's because you're not. Like, all right, thanks for making me feel great. I appreciate it. <laughs> but that's like, why it's so special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's where it's like, of course we're not. We're all broken. We all continue to fall. God knows we're not perfect. God loves us anyway. Like, find, find whatever little bit of light that you have in your life and cling to it. Find God's light and it'll shine even brighter. Because the more you search it, the more you will find it. Trust me, as someone who has had many dark times in my life, find it, cherish it, stick with it. You'll find, like, when you surround yourself with people who also are sharing God's light and shining God's light, they'll be there to pick you up when you are falling. Because that's the thing, is if you are surrounded in darkness and you surround yourself with people who are also surrounded in darkness, you don't have anyone to be the light. You don't have anyone shining God's light on your life. Like, it's just... It's tough. And I know, like, it's hard. We're not... We're actually not called to be comfortable. We're called to be great. That was St. Francis who <laughs> said that. <laughs> Sometimes we're too comfortable. <laughs> yes. and we One of the things that I, I like to bring up in my uh, when I was teaching confirmation class a few times was I read somewhere that when Jesus was talking about the faith the size of a mustard seed and saying sometimes we just need faith the size of this little this little seed that you know is almost a speck hardly to be seen. Um, it was not just because of the size of it, but also the idea of, I believe at that time, mustard seeds were banned because they could spread so quickly. They could overtake and grow over all these different areas. So yeah. how cool is that to make an analogy to something that is illegal in that time, but also this, the concept of something that is so tiny that can grow so fast and over, yeah. overcome and, yeah, that you know, one... obstacles in its way. That one seed could overtake a field. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And that's, ah, oh, yeah, that's awesome. But, yeah, no, so that's uh, that's my reflection <laughs> on the reading. And cool. it's just everything has seemed to just play into what's been on my heart this whole time. So I don't apologize. I just hope that Amen. the message gets out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone had to hear that. Amen. <laughs> All right, so what do you got for News of the Weird? So this story is actually coming from Florida, from Southwest Ranches. <laughs> and this engaged couple was very excited. They were getting married, and they invited all their friends and family to this their dream home and estate, this big mansion, and said this is where the ceremony and the reception will be happening. Come on out and uh, join us for brunch. The problem is uh, they didn't have permission to use that mansion. <laughs> it was a it was a mansion that they had seen for sale, 
One of them went up, posed as a realtor, and said, hey, can I, can I buy this? The person said, no. And uh, they showed up anyway. And so the owner ends up calling the police after all these family members <laughs> and friends start sending upon the house. And he called the police and said, a bunch of people are coming to a wedding. I don't know why, but they need to go away right now. <laughs> so um, it went from the the groom saying it was God's plan that the couple marry there to them being let out and saying, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, uh, God may have a plan, but you should always make sure <laughs> that you have permission. Yes. Yes, but uh, it was cool. When it, it comes the, to uh, trespassing. The mansion is 16, <laughs> yeah, 16,000 square foot mansion, uh, complete with a bowling alley, swimming pool with a waterfall, hot tub, tennis courts, a gazebo, and an 800-foot bar. Oh. Well, so. Which is a lovely place to have a wedding ceremony <laughs> and reception. But... <laughs> It says the actual owner, Nathan Finkel, never gave them permission to hold the festivities there. They thought it was an abandoned property, but the owner was still living there. <laughs> yeah, so he was he was still there. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that music means it's time for us to wrap up this episode 95 of the Bacon Smiles podcast. Uh <laughs> thanks for listening thanks for following along we appreciate all you guys who subscribe to the, the podcast and we uh really do appreciate all the listeners all the feedback you know you can reach me steve at baconsmiles.org facebook uh, instagram all all those uh interesting places uh if you have my number you're welcome to text me <laughs> uh there is a, a contact form at makingsmiles.org as well um if you want to be fancy but <laughs> um if you ever need us to pray for you um if you need an intention if you ever want something mentioned on the podcast that you'd like us to pray for uh figure out a way to get it <laughs> to us um there's a lot of different ways you can message evan or i uh, on facebook instagram twitter any of that stuff and um just thanks as always for listening um we're always praying for you guys um i, I pray often um that there is meaning to what we do here and uh, i appreciate all you guys who listen and follow along because god puts stuff on my heart that i should share and um hope it reaches who it's supposed to you got anything no have a great week and we look forward to talking with you soon as always thanks for listening keep smiling and god bless